Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. This kind of, you know, goes hand in hand on the heels of our conversation yesterday uh, with regard to equal um, pay, okay? But it has to do with equality in a different way. There is a report by Jessica Ravitch written on CNN. Our buddy Julian Zelizer writes for them as well. It's entitled Women in the World, Where the U.S. Falters in Quest for Equality. Now, before I read you some pieces of Jessica's article that I want to share with you and toss out questions, and I hope you'll call me at 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. As a woman, I'd like to give you a little bit of my take on this, okay? I've been blessed to travel the world, and I have lived in other countries in the world. I've experienced sexism here and abroad, and I'm not sitting here and expecting you to take out your violins and, you know, your Kleenex and cry and play a sad song for me. But sometimes it really bothers me in 2015, when I remember the old Virginia Slims commercial, You've Come a Long Way, Baby, that despite the fact we have had women as Secretary of State, we still haven't had a woman as President or Vice President, hoping that will change. We still haven't had a woman host the late night show, for crying out loud. The opportunity may be there, they say, but not in the way it is for men with regard to huge corporate CEO positions. Women hold, what, 11% of those in 2015. And although we have more women than we've ever had in the House of Representatives and in our Senate and both chambers of our Congress, there are still more women in the Afghan parliament and there are still other nations, including Pakistan and India, that have had a female as their leader, their president, their prime minister. There are people that on Facebook will constantly talk about the oppression of women because they're wearing a burqa. The oppression of women, you know, because, uh, you know, you know, young girls are given in, into marriage. To me, that's just child abuse, which we have plenty of here, unfortunately. But let, let's break down some of the oppression of women throughout the world, shall we? Yes, we can vote, but there was a time in this country we couldn't. We had to fight hard for that. Politically, we don't have the most women in political positions and look at the size of our nation in addition to that let's talk about that burqa okay 
I've traveled to the Middle East, lived briefly in Israel, I lived in Pakistan, and I gotta say, as a feminist, I don't like a man telling me what I can and cannot wear. Even though I don't want my boobies dangling out, and I do think if you're a fat, ugly man, please keep that shirt on. And ladies, if your butt's hanging out of your bathing suit, get a bigger bottom. But not your bottom, your bottom of your bathing suit. I have plenty of opinions, as we all do. And I've taken those opinions with me and my hardcore feminist ass over throughout the world. And I've learned some things that have put me in my place. One, sitting in an airport... In the Luxor Valley in Egypt, when our plane was not going to go because the pilot didn't show up. (laughs) This is what happens in other places in this small little uh, puddle jumper. There was a woman fully dressed head to toe in black. I could only see her eyes through the slots. There was a woman sitting area and a men's sitting area. And then there was a co-ed sitting area. My mother and I chose to sit in the women's area because there just wasn't enough seating in the other areas because all these people were stuck waiting for pilot this woman had a baby and i thought it interesting because her whole body was covered except her breast her breast was hanging out feeding her baby and i said something to my mom and i could see by the slit in her eyes that she smiled i asked her if she spoke english she and i spoke for about an hour and a half two hours here's the bottom line she is a graduate of cambridge university She grew up in a very wealthy family. Her husband is a good friend of her father. She's the fourth wife, which I cringed at until I heard about her life and her choices. One, nobody forced her to get married. She comes from a very wealthy family. She didn't have to get married. Her father, her brothers, whatever, could have taken care of her for the rest of her life. She chose to get married. She chose to be one of four wives because her mother was one of four, so she grew up in that type of a household. The reason she wears a burqa, even though she's lived in London and wore jeans and a t-shirt there, is because that's what she grew up with. When she was a little girl, that's what she saw her mommy wear. You know how I know that my little girl wants to wear a bikini, get her ears pierced, and try and dress like the older girls? Well, it's pretty much the same. I know in my husband's family, I've shared with you before, my husband was raised in a Muslim family. For some that are strict, there are little girls who can't wait when they're 13 or 14 to cover their head with the hijab. Because that's what their mother does, or grandmother, older sister, the grown-ups. It's pretty much the same. Are there women who are completely oppressed, like in Saudi Arabia, you can't vote, can't hold a job, and you ride in the back seat? Even the goat will ride in the front? Absolutely. Is that the way it is? Well, there is oppression within the Hasidic Jewish community. Have you talked to those people? Here and abroad. There is oppression of women worldwide. But for the United States to think that we, in our quest for equality, lead the charge and deserve so many medals that we're the platinum award winners of women's equality, you're wrong. And I'm not just talking about people saying sit on my face when you walk past a construction site. I'm not just talking about the fact we haven't had a woman president. I'm not just talking about the fact in 2015 when you tell that story about the kid who goes into the emergency room and the doctor says, I can't operate on him, he's my son, and people are really thrown for a loop, never thinking the surgeon could be the boy's mother. And in addition to the fact that we still don't have the number of elected officials that they have in other nations, women are not paid the same on the dollar. We don't have the same opportunity for advancement. We hold the majority of the entry-level minimum wage, low-wage paying jobs The list goes on. So 
The United States is not a nation that we or many other countries think of. When you think of women and girls have it worse in these countries. Certainly what? Saudi Arabia, Pakistan. Those are definitely countries that would come to mind, right? Why? Well, in the United States, we can drive. We don't need a male guardian to travel, which, by the way, may not be a bad idea sometimes. I kind of liked being driven around in Pakistan by a guy not having to deal with traffic because I live in L.A. We can work and we can receive health care on our own. We don't need to be attached to a man and his appendage to get that. Girls can be educated. One of the biggest problems in countries like Afghanistan and Pakistan, I personally have helped uh, with money and time overseas uh, to build schools for girls. Education is key for these girls not being oppressed in uh, the future. And most of us don't have the fear of being attacked or abducted for wanting to learn, but many of us are attacked or abducted at our learning institutions, aren't we? Most of us are not forced into young marriages. Most of us are not forced and kidnapped by would-be husbands. And most of us are not killed based on whom we choose to love. Then again, if you're a lesbian, they don't want you to get married and you're attacked in different ways. Then again, we do have sexual uh, trafficking in, in this country. Children who are kidnapped by men who pimp them out or children who are brainwashed because they think they are loved to turn tricks and sleep with other men for money for their man. Now, the stories that I mentioned about driving, male guardians to travel, work, receive health care, uh, girls pursuing an education and, you know, fearful of being attacked or abducted for wanting to learn. By the way, both boys and girls in the uh, Gaza Strip in West Bank uh, face uh, the fear of being attacked every day when they go to school, but usually by bullets and missiles. And um, no, we don't have people forced into marriages here. And of course, for many of us, it's shocking, isn't it? I mean, we hear these stories, we see things, whether it's on Facebook, whether I'm mentioning it, we watch it on the news. It's shocking. Because we like to think, men and women, that the United States is an example of a country of where anything is possible. But that's not really true. And we talk about the truth in talk radio. So let's talk the truth, shall we? In the United States, we lag behind other nations with regard to equality. Sometimes it's in principle, sometimes it is in practice. So let's talk about these. Some might surprise you. There is something called an International Bill of Rights for Women. It promises to end discrimination, establish equality, and fight against violence. Nearly all the 193 members of the United States, uh, the, excuse me, of the United Nations have ratified it. There are seven countries that haven't. Ready? Iran, Palau, Somalia, South Sudan, Sudan, Tonga, and us, the United States. We have not ratified the International Bill of Rights for Women. It was adopted in the UN in 1979, known as the Convention on Elimination of Discrimination Against Women, and it's the biggest treaty creating specific guarantees for women and girls since a universal declaration of human rights that was established in 1948. The United States is a signatory, but has not ratified this treaty. And in order to do so, two-thirds of the Senate most vote, must vote in favor of it. I would say that's a bit of oppression. Mothers of newborns are guaranteed paid leave in 188 countries. This is according to the World Policy Analysis Center report. 
There are nine countries that do not guarantee paid leave. Marshall Islands, Micronesia, Narao, Nauru, Palau, Papua New Guinea, Suriname, and Tonga. Number nine, the United States of America. So, four countries have no guaranteed paid for new mothers. We are of those countries, the only country in the in the world with the highest income of those developed countries. We are the most developed and highest income of those countries. Yet we do not guarantee paid leave. And speaking of pay, when it comes to paychecks, the United States ranks 65th in wage equality in 2015, according to the World Economic Forum. That studies 142 countries. You ready for this? Women are paid better in the United Arab Emirates. Want to put your burger on, ladies? Norway, the Kyrgyz Republic, Canada, Egypt, Iceland, Japan, Botswana, Honduras, and Ethiopia. And a few of those, a third of those, are Muslim countries. Oh, and the top five in descending order, Burundi, Mongolia, Qatar, Thailand, and Malaysia. Women who work full-time in the United States earn, as you know, 78% of men were paid, and that is 78 cents for every dollar earned on average by a man, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Now, the United States, as I mentioned, has more women in Congress than ever, 104 to be exact. But that's only 19.4% of the 50, 535 seats on Capitol Hill. Now, understand, I'm not just sitting here crying and whining because I have a vagina and breast. Uh, there is a reality. There's a problem with this reality. In the United States, the majority of people are female. And in the world, the majority of people are female. Yet we only make up 19.4% of the 535 seats on Capitol Hill. Some of you might think that's impressive. It isn't. We are 51% of the U.S. population. Okay? The list goes on and on. Look at national parliaments around the world. In, in Rwanda, 64% of its parliament are women. And the lower house, 38.5% of their Senate. Okay? Um, the rest of the top, ready? Bolivia, Andorra, Cuba, Sachet, Sweden, Senegal, Finland, Ecuador, and South Africa. We rank a 72nd place out of 139 spots. There are 190 countries, 50 were tied. There are more women in government in Uganda, Algeria, Afghanistan, Iraq, China, Pakistan, and Saudi Arabia. Okay? Afghanistan. There are 197 constitutions across the world, 165 of them, which is approximately 84%, guarantee gender equality. 32 constitutions do not explicit gender equality and give a guarantee there. Our constitution is one of them. Oh, yes, we have the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. It appears to protect women, but it does not say that. And Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia says it doesn't say this. Afghanistan's constitution includes equal right provisions for women. You get my point here, ladies and gentlemen? Pick up the phone and join me. I have some questions. One, why in 2015 does this country, these United States, this America still lag so far behind so many other nations with regard to gender equality? 
and what will it take to change it? You know, there are many countries that have ratified an, quote, international bill of rights that I mentioned. And that promises to end discrimination, establish equality, and fight against violence. And this is not just for women, but for girls. The U.S. hasn't ratified it. American woman, still on me. I'm Leslie Marshall. I went long, talking long. The woman I am. I'm taking my damn words because I can't get my dollar, all right? I got my 78 cents, and I'm using the other change in talking. Uh, We're going to take a break because I went long. My apologies. When we come back, it's all about you, 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 not me, me, me. But it is all about we, women. And remember, guys, women are important to you. Your mamas, your sisters, your girlfriends. Pick up the phone and join us. 888-6LESLIE. Don't go How is it in 2015, America, the United States lags so far behind with regard to women's equality? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Let's go to Queenie in Massachusetts on Line 5. Hi, Queenie. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Greetings. So I'm going to be the fool on the hill. Okay. So you got to look to popular culture to really get the truth, to really find the truth in the arts, because... Artists can say things that other people can't. I just kind of briefly went through a bunch of television shows, um, male versus female characters, and here are some names. Okay, here's men. Here's just some men. I'm not. I didn't go through all of them, so I can't say that it is scientifically perfect. However, here's some guys: Doctor Drew, Dexter, Mad Men, Comic Book Men, Conan, um, Brotherhood, Bob's Burgers, Property Brothers, Band of Brothers, Mr. Selfridge, Mr. Pickles, <laughs> My Boys, About a Boy, um, uh, Comic Book Men. Okay, now here's briefly some girls. Wait, wait a minute! I love the fact Queenie comes prepared for the call. Okay, that's all I'm saying here. Hey, I went to college. We need. Wait a minute! There's another one. Be prepared. We need a few good men. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. I, the list goes on, okay? Now, here's some girls. Some girls. Okay. Here's what I found for names of their shows. Two Broke Girls, Desperate Housewives, Bride by Design, um, Cougar Town, <laughs> Dance Moms, Preacher's Daughters, uh, let's see, Fat Actress, Cougar Town, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the Real Housewives of wherever. Oh, yeah, Desperate. They're Desperate. Okay. And the Desperate Housewives. Right. Last Man on Earth, I just want to put that. Funny Girls. Okay. How many of the women are passive in these roles, and how many of the men characters are active? Huh? <laughs> Good point. Well, uh, speaking of, there's even that problem in Hollywood. You have more male directors, Absolutely. male producers, more men can get Absolutely. a green light for their film. Uh, the, the men in the film get more money than the women, Absolutely. and the men can still be sexy in their 60s, and the women are put on a shelf before that. Absolutely. What I really hate is cougars, because they're saying that we're so wonderful and liberated by being older women who can get younger men. And really what a cougar is is a predator who eats, people, who eats up their prey. <laughs> so I hate that. So, you know, like, they try to tell us that we're liberated and that we can do anything, but really, if you look to popular culture, and don't get me started about music and musicians. Um, I'm a musician, by the way, and, and, and I've been one all my life, and, and you want to say that they call me the B-word all the time because I tell them what I think and not what they want to well, hear. Well, think about it. If a woman has a lot of gay friends, they call her a fag hag. Well, exactly. And and is that, you know, that's not nice to both people, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, no, truly, both truly. Parties. But again, another so, disparaging uh, title. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So really, if you want the truth, look to popular culture, look to the arts, and look to the artists, and who are, who's doing what. Look to what the women are singing, look to if the women are playing the instruments. And I think it's gotten worse for women over the years. I grew up, you know, I was born in 1954. I went through the women's movement of the 70s. I marched with everybody, you know. And, and, and Joan Baez was, was, you know, my role model because there was nobody else out there. But, you know, she had long hair and didn't do herself up and wore bare feet, and she played like a guy. <laughs> you know, and so I kind of grew up, and I became the first first woman to win a regional banjo contest, and that's why they call me the banjo queen. But, you know, today they still call my students, who are men, for lessons over me. So, you know, And, and not even with, I mean, not just with arts. You raise incredible points, and, yeah. and not only in a very entertaining and intelligent manner. Well, thank uh, you but, very much. But, but Queenie, I mean, they... They, we already have people saying Hillary Clinton's too ugly to be president. Yeah, you never hear about the physicality of, well, of the so male, of the male, yeah. you know, the the, the yeah. male contestants, if you will. Well, we at got the beauty get, contest. We got. I think we have to go to the popular culture, and we got to stick ourselves on Hollywood because it's how we're being portrayed for people to. You know, most people aren't going to do the research that you and I do. Most people are going to look at TV and see what everybody looks like, or see what the songs sound like, or see who the role models for the young girls are. And the young boys. And, and I think it's, it's all about looking to, to what is portrayed in reality by the arts, because most people are not going to read a book about it. All right. Thank you very much, Queenie. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. And we continue with the calls. If you want to call, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And when we finish with a call, that's your cue to call through. Brian's in Denver on line one. Hi, Brian. How you doing? Hey, how are you? Good. Um, three points on this. One is on voter turnout and the amount of women who vote. Number two is a comment just to rebut what the prior caller said. And number three is probably the most egregious is that the 78% figure is a total misleading figure. And I would prefer you and your listeners to a report published by the Department of Labor called An Analysis of the Reasons for the Disparity in Wages Between Men and Women, January 2009. First, the first point is the entertainment thing. You know, she, she conveniently left out Madam Secretary. She conveniently left out all of the anchor people. She also conveniently left out the studies that have shown that most, most married men portrayed on sitcoms and other shows are usually portrayed as the big doofus and stupid and all of this other kind of stuff and the women are always portrayed as the I won't disagree with you there that many men like Al Bundy comes to mind you know uh Uh, are portrayed as being idiots and that, you know, the women, you know, run the household and there's no respect by the women or uh, the kids for the guy. And it's supposed yeah. to be funny and there's sitcoms and I don't watch yeah. those things. But you're right. Okay. I, and I think it plays into the dynamic of how um, we we have a broken down family unit in America and how kids are less respectful to both their mother and their father. Right. And, okay. and, and also uh, d- doesn't speak to the fatherlessness problem we have in America. And these are all different topics than what we're talking about. No, but, but, but she's going to use entertainment. But you got to look at the other way, too. The second thing is voter turnout. Every every federal national election in the last two decades, women have outvoted men by millions Millions more women vote than men in every election, and what we really see when people like well, wait, 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 wait. There are two wait. There are two reasons for that, and I'll tell you as a woman. Okay, there's more women. Well, 
Well, w- well, one, there's no women to vote for. Uh, not as many women or, or none, depending on where you are. Or two, there are women out there. I saw this thing yesterday. This whole like group of women who don't think because they you know, go into very biblical principles where the man is the head of the household, the man is the head of the church, they think the man should be head of their nation, even though it doesn't say that in the Bible. Um, and, and because of that, they don't think women should be president. They don't think women should be in leadership positions. And there are a lot of people who feel this that, way. Leslie, that is just a, that is such a red herring and so untrue. It look is how, not untrue. How, there are women the left, who will not vote for a look, woman regardless of her party. Look how the left crucified, using a Christian term, Sarah Palin, Elizabeth Dole, a whole bunch and of And did you read my article that went viral against that because I am a woman first before I am a Democrat? So you voted for, you voted for Sarah Palin? I wouldn't vote for Sarah Palin, not because of her gender or even her ideology. Okay, so you, I wouldn't look, vote. For, I, well, first of I all, Sarah Palin I, didn't run for president. She was on a ticket with John McCain. I didn't vote for John McCain with her oh, as the vice president. Well, no, I would not vote for Sarah Palin because I think she's inexperienced and not knowledgeable on so, on, on domestic and international issues politically and certainly with regard to foreign affairs. The left brings up this stuff only to show that they want more government power over no. the economy, and they don't. No. It, it, no. They've, they've feminists that have no. ever supported Sweetie, when you get a uterus women. and vagina, call me back, and you'll understand why we bring That's this up. Sexist. You're being sexist. You're being absolutely sexist. No, you Maybe. know what? I can. I'm 51% of the majority. Well, My turn. Fine. So, so, it's our so turn. You, you're being, patriot, you're being patronizing and sexist. No, I'm not being patronizing. What I'm simply it's saying, you're, no, you're saying that you're telling me as a woman the reason I'm doing something and I'm telling you you're wrong. I'm telling you, I'm telling you when you have the majority of the vote, it's very patronizing for somebody like you to tell another woman that she, her head is all messed up because she's not voting for the right type of person. I have never and said that. You just got done saying that a lot of women think that it's not biblical, which is a complete farce. If you it is it. not a farce, and I don't mean to uh, – this is not patronizing, darling, but this is reality. Darling? In nineteen in, in 1992, there was a woman who said darling. to me – in 1992 – when, a, when I asked a woman, who are you voting for, outside of the voting, uh, the voting station in Houston, Texas, when I was broadcasting there, Bill Clinton and George Bush were running against each other for president. And she said, quote, oh, I don't vote. My husband does that for me. Now, being a, a feminist and being a strong woman, I was shocked and appalled and outraged about that. I made it a mission of mine to ask women wherever I go when there's an election who are you voting for and why? I don't just do this on the air, and I don't just do this on radio or television. I do it everywhere all the time. It's a passion of mine. And you would not well, believe the number of women, even Democrats, who do not feel comfortable with women in positions of power or as commander-in-chief. They don't mind a vice president, but they would definitely want a man at the helm. And that is a reality, and if you don't believe me, go, travel well, this country and ask well, then what about What about the 70% farce? I mean, have you even bought I don't it? consider 78 cents on a dollar a farce. It is. When you, you bring, no, it is not. First single of all, you, unmarried women, single unmarried women earn more money than single unmarried men. Look it up. The well, reason, we will look. We reason, will look it up. We will yeah, look it up. I, I just gave you three sources. The reason the largest. Well, your sources are not always the best sources. Let's just say. You, you, well, look at the Department of Labor or the census. You don't agree with you with your own government. Well, actually, what we'll do is we'll do better than that. We will ask Secretary Perez, who comes on the show on a regular basis, who's the head yeah, of that department, and he will he will give us the right. Somebody in the Obama administration. 
But I mean, the reason. Well, you're quoting the Department of Labor, which currently is under and within the Obama administration. The largest reason for the disparity of income is the choices that people make. Women take more time. And by the way, your statistic, Brian, is from 2009, and it's 2015. The Bureau of Labor statistics from 2015, and we will post it. Do you do you tweet? Are you on Twitter? Yeah. Okay. If you follow me on Twitter, it has all of the facts in the uh, survey and in the uh, stats for 2000, for the the latest in in wages, which is for this year, 2015, not 2009. I appreciate your phone call. Thank you. Even though we don't agree, I'm glad that you called. And let's uh, go back to the calls. 8886, Leslie is the number. Maria in Santa Fe, how you doing? Line three, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Hey. Um, you know, I really feel that part of the problem is that sexism is embedded in our culture. I worked in a place where it was a mental health facility, and, you know, usually social workers and counselors are these, like, equal opportunity tree-hugging type people. But I noticed that when one of my male coworkers stood up to the owners, um, my supervisor gave him kudos on being assertive and, you know, patted him on the back. But then when I did, even though she agreed with me, she said that I was being disrespectful. And I was, and I told her, I said, so he's being assertive because he's male. And because I said something, I'm being disrespectful. No, it's very true. I, you know, I, I have had people say to me, that women in broadcasting or in a very high positions must 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 be bitches, and I said, mm-hmm. you know, okay, so are the men? No, the men are aggressive, and right. and 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 the women are, are the women are you know are bitches, and and why is it that the same level of drive and ambition has such a different definition based on one's gender? And, and we tend to pull each other down. I mean, I hate it when oh, I hear God. women say. Oh, I only hang out with men because I don't get along with women. You know what? I hang out with men, but my best friends are women. No, absolutely. And and I, I always say that women are women's worst enemy. Uh-huh. I get the most nasty, scathing, picking apart my appearance, emails and letters and whatnot, uh, comments on Twitter, Facebook, more so from women than from men. We need to build each other up and help each other out. You know what? The reason there are 51, we have 51% of the population, yet we're still referred to as a minority, is yeah. is one of the main reasons we need to do that. Because you know what? The guys are sitting back going, keep it up, ladies, keep it up. <laughs> Anything else, Maria? No, that's all, Leslie. I just wanted to state my point. But thank you so much for bringing up this topic. I think it's extremely important. Well, thank you. It was my cruise idea. Two men, two men, love them for that. Thank you, uh, thank you, Maria. Uh, let's go Excellent. to um, let's uh, go next to uh, Michael in the Bronx. Michael is on line two. Michael, good afternoon. Hey, hey, Leslie. You know how many times have I cited the lyrics of that '90s song that reminded people if it weren't for our mothers, there would be no brothers, and if it weren't for our sisters, <laughs> there would be no mistress. I feel so upset with. Your last male caller, who still is amongst other guys that have no respect and regard for women in terms of equal pay, equal opportunity, how about equal protection as well? You know, we 
you know, you talk about the you know, jobs that men have that women are doing now, and they're not getting equal pay. It'd be interesting to know first about the jobs that just women were doing, like say nursing, and now you have male nurses. I would like to see the uh, pay ratio between men and women now. Are men making more than women in a job that was initially held by women? That's something to be addressed right there. But it's not just um, pay, equal pay um, and equal opportunity in the workforce. What about women not getting the proper um, protection when they're out in the streets or what have you? When they're going out in public, they got to be worried about domestic violence. They got to be worried about some freak that wants to turn around and hit up on them. And then you can't even go to the police for protection. Now you've got reports of cops abusing women. You got cops abusing pregnant women. And I think I sent you a video in which um, another woman was saying, what are you doing? She's pregnant. And then the cop comes and gives her a big tackle, strikes down to the ground, like, get the hell out of here. I mean, what is going on here? I mean, the women are flesh and blood like men are. Yeah, I'm a man and I have a penis and the women have vaginas that you have stated, but People still got emotions. People still bleed the same colors. People can still get hurt, and people can still get killed. The thing is that the men's body mass are pretty much heavier and more sturdy than women. And the thing is, is that don't ever underestimate a woman's strength because you push her to the end, she can really kick your ass. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank you, Michael. Let's see who's up next. Travis in Massachusetts, line five. Hey, Travis, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie, how are you? Good. Good. Um, I just want to talk about uh, the way that hostile culture can perpetuate itself. Uh, Just to give you a little background on me, I'm a military officer, but I'm just finishing up my master's thesis on military marching songs. And uh, what I wanted to look at was how military culture is related to the songs that soldiers sing during basic training, because during that time, that's when soldiers are really indoctrinated with military values and and the way the military operates. And what I found when I was looking at the history of this music, that there's some songs that are highly problematic, and even in my own experience, I've uh, experienced some of these songs. For example, um, there was this term from Vietnam that was called the, the double veteran, and this was a common musical motif, if you will, that was sung about during basic training and was sung in in wartime. Um, And what it meant was that if a soldier killed a woman and raped a woman, they would get the term double veteran. And this was an idea that was celebrated through song, and it was part of this camaraderie of celebrating these ideas. And we still deal with these issues in the military today. There are still songs that talk about objectifying women, having sex with women, women being conquered, and sexual ways. Um, so when, so kind of what I what I'm talking about here is that you know music is also in the arts in general is another way that misogyny can can be perpetuated. All right, Travis, I'm out of time, but I'd love to hear more. Background, very interesting. Thesis, very interesting. Um, I, I want to thank everybody for calling. I'm so sorry we're out of time, but we'll be back tomorrow.